0: Welcome to Career Chats
1: with Natalie and Jack.
0: All right, welcome to another episode of Career Chats. I'm Jack. I'm Natalie. And we are going to have another episode uh, regarding resumes. Today, we're going to cover additional information and how that fits into your resume. But before we get to that, we have some important news I'm going to let Natalie share Because it's actually her news.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think everyone most likely has seen my Canvas announcement. This will be my last podcast, I guess, that I'm speaking on. Who knows? Maybe I'll be a guest speaker on Future Ones. But this will be my last podcast that I'm doing with Jack since I am leaving Foster on November 14th and moving into a senior HR business partner role at Amazon starting the end of the month, where I will be continuing to work on career development and career engagement. But instead of foster students, it will be working with Amazon employees.
0: I got to say, Natalie, I think you told me, I don't know, was it... Last week or the week before, I'm, I think I'm still in sh- <laughs> trying to uh, process it. Uh, like I said before, I think you're going to be awesome at the job, but it's a huge blow for our team <laughs> and for myself, who had an awesome partner to work with, uh, especially during my first year at Foster. Definitely mm-hmm. taught me the ropes here. So we. I will miss you. Oh.
1: Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. That means a lot to me, especially because... You know, you have come from Amazon and so you have a lot of great experience as well. And so to be able to also learn from you in this past year has been great and see how bringing in some of that maybe more Amazonian thinking into the work that we do in higher ed is a good good focus for career services. So I'm excited to see where you take our foster career services off um, services to the students moving
0: forward. Yeah, well, it's been a great partnership. I wish you the best. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm just curious, like, what's on your mind these days? You know, and I, I feel like I'm going to get um, emotional again, and hopefully not on, on this podcast. But yeah, just curious to hear what you're looking forward to, and also mm-hmm. if you don't mind sharing what, what's been your experience like being a career coach here?
1: Honestly, I'm. What I'm most excited about is. maybe I'm speaking too early on this, but I'm excited to almost be shocked in terms of the work I'd be doing, right? Like the work I'm gonna be doing, while similar is also going to be very different. And I think for me, sometimes a big change like this is exactly what I need for me to continue to push myself and grow and learn new skills. I've always been very focused on my own professional and personal development. And I think this is, a really good opportunity for me to continue to build my skill sets and my, and also still continue to explore where I want to take my career. I think it's interesting that even 10 years into my career, I'm still not exactly sure what I want to do. And I don't think that what I'm going to be doing at Amazon is going to be like the final, my final career. And I'm going to stay there, like stay, you know, doing that type of work forever. I have no idea what's going to happen because when I came into this role at Foster as a career coach, not only did my role transition and evolve over time based on business need, but it also was something that I thought I would stay in forever. I thought I was going to be a career coach for the rest of my career, mm. but something else came along that was interesting and I need to explore that. So I'm excited to see what else I'm going to learn in this next phase of my career.
0: Yeah. Well, that's really cool. I like what you're saying about it. it seems like the journey is a reward, right? We don't, we all are on these career journeys you know it's gonna go for a lot of us like 40 some years when we when you think about it mm-hmm. uh, and you're taking that next step and I have been privileged to have been to have overlapped with you for at least a year
1: yeah. yeah yeah no it's been it's been wonderful working with you as well yeah I think this these last few years have really just shown me and reminded me that I can't plan my life it's so specifically that I would potentially miss out on opportunities that I didn't even know that I would want to be a part of. I mean, I graduated undergrad thinking I was going to be a logistics professional for the rest of my life and work with this one company my whole career. And now I'm in living in Seattle, moving from Minnesota, now living in Seattle, now moving to a tech company. Like I just never could have ever planned for this career trajectory. Well,
0: so it seems appropriate to me as you're talking about your own career. It's really the last several years, you've seen hundreds of students and you've helped them uh, with their career plans. Do you have any kind of final wise nugget of (laughs) advice that you want to share here on this podcast before you head out?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's wise or necessarily original, but aside from like the tactical career coaching or career skills that I teach uh, students, I think the one advice for anyone in the job search is to be patient with the process. Kind of going back to you might have an idea of what you're supposed to be doing or where you're supposed to be at or you know when when you're supposed to get a certain job, but I think sometimes that puts when you have such a like a rigid plan, you put more pressure on yourself to accomplish that and when you don't, it 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 makes you feel bad it makes you feel like you failed and so i think it's just being open and being patient in this whole process of career of your career journey and and the career development and the exploration that's going to happen before mm-hmm. you land that job that's going to be the best fit for you
0: i think that's i think that's really great advice i think for myself you know i've i've been working for 14 years kind of similar to you of how you didn't know how these different steps will lead you to where you're going next. I never knew that the steps I were I was taking a couple of years into my career and then later working in Amazon would lead to this. So mm-hmm. I think those are definitely some wise words to share with our students. Yeah. So having said that now, to go on to the topic at hand of additional information and working that into your resume, it seems somewhat related given, given your situation. It? heading out. But uh, yeah, what are your thoughts about, in general, about the additional information section? Do you think students should have an additional information section in there? And if so, what do they put on there?
1: Yeah, I think first we probably should take a step back and even talk about like what's included in the additional information section, right? Because we know what the education, there's an education section, an experience section, skills section, maybe there's like a project section. But this additional information section is sort of like a catch-all. And oftentimes people will use it to just put in information, like last minute information about themselves. And so I think, I do think there is value in a section. It doesn't necessarily need to be called additional information, but I do think there is value in adding in a section where it, it, talks or sheds light on who you are as a professional more than just your work experience and your education, your skill sets. So that can include, it could include in, you know, volunteer experience or could include in maybe awards. It could include interests. So those are all possible things you can include in there. And I think it just depends on what are you comfortable sharing about yourself, but also what are you what what is in your life that's so important or that's very impactful or a big part of who you are that you'd want hiring managers to know
0: about you. Have you seen any students resumes that have an additional information that was either memorable to you or a good example?
1: Yeah, I think I mean so I, I enjoy traveling, so one time I remember reading I see a lot of students put under interest travel, which I think that's too broad, right? Like, it's like, who doesn't like to travel, right? Right, Um, So, but the one that I saw a few years ago was from a master student who, he took it to the next level of traveling and actually mentioned that he took a year off from work, him and his wife took a one year sabbatical and backpacked through Europe and Asia, right? And so, and it was, you know, maybe like a one-liner. You know, I was actually, at that time, I hadn't seen a lot of additional information that was very, it seemed very personal, right? I was like, oh, this is something you would share with like your friends. But I actually liked that about seeing that on the resume because immediately, and this was the first time I met this student, and immediately I was able to connect with him and understand sort of his, what his interests were and the type of person he was, he, he would likely be just based on that one interest of like backpacking, like quitting his job, him and his wife just taking a year off and backpacking through
0: Europe and Asia. Right. So did you ask the student more about...
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We probably spent, like, the first 15 minutes talking about that and his experience, and and I think that helped us build rapport, too, as a, you know, student and a career coach relationship. You know, after, any time after I saw him outside of my appointment, I felt much more easier to, like, talk with him because it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to talk about what's on your resume and your work experience, but more of... Yeah, it was just like taking a different approach to having a more interesting conversation than just looking at a resume.
0: Yeah, I think it's funny in your example that you shared how you said it helped you build a rapport with that student and Mm -hmm. you talked about it for 15 minutes. And I think that kind of situation happens a lot in actual interviews as well, Mm -hmm. where the hiring manager sees that you have something interesting in the additional information section. And studies have actually shown it I think there's this one study that showed that one of the biggest factors in determining whether a candidate gets hired or not is whether you have something in common with the, with the interviewer, mm-hmm. and so you could argue maybe that's not fair that's not how things should be done. Mm-hmm. But right now, that is how it's done to some degree. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean you should then try to figure out, okay, what would this interviewer be interested in? I'm going to try to put that down. Mm-hmm. But if you are passionate about certain things in life, I think people like to see your passion subjects. Mm-hmm. And it just makes you more human,
1: makes you more authentic, right? Yeah, I yeah, like what you're saying about like, don't, try so hard and, like, try to figure out, like, oh, what interest would be most likely, what I most likely have in common with this person. It's just about, it doesn't matter who you're interviewing with, like, you should just be true to who you are and going back to, like, what what drives you, you know, or outside of school, outside of work, like, what really makes you, what are you passionate about? So I'm curious, what do you have on your resume under your additional information? Do you have anything?
0: Oh, man, you know what? I was about to ask you that (laughs) same question. Probably just the writing that I do on the side. I Some people know that I've written a novel and I self-published it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and I'm working on a different novel right now. I'm working on a children's novel. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of like the hobby thing that I'm sure could lead to kind of a discussion if I were ever in an interview.
1: Yeah, without. I think, I mean, that was, I remember learning that about you actually a few months into us working together, which is surprising because I feel like that is a huge part of who you are and, and obviously a great accomplishment to write a novel and be published. But that was really something unique about you. And I will always remember you as an author, among any other things, but author will be one of the things
0: that I remember you by. <laughs> well, thank you, Natalie. So yeah, let me turn the question back to you now. What additional information would you share?
1: Well, I have online, many of you probably know, I'm really into dogs. So I recently started volunteering at the Seattle Humane as a dog behavioral specialist. That's just like a fancy name for essentially me spending like four hours on a Saturday morning with dogs and taking them for walks so that they are, so they just spend time with people and can socialize and get out there and, and, you know, enjoy a walk before the the Seattle Humane opens up and people can come and see dogs and hopefully adopt them. So that's something that I have recently added to my additional information because that's a huge part of who I am is my my love for dogs.
0: Yeah, and I think if I were an interviewer, to say that you volunteer – working with pets it would show that you love dogs but you also care a lot so that just adds to that human element
1: yeah i can almost imagine you know a student as i'm talking about that ask well what if the interviewer doesn't like dogs and they're (laughs) a cat person and again that just goes back to like you know what like i mean ultimately they're not a good interviewer is not going to judge you on what you like negatively judge you on the additional information but it is more about like okay what other attributes about this person can I make some assumptions on outside of
0: just their work skills? Any other thoughts you want to add in, Natalie?
1: I mean, I think I sort of mentioned it earlier on, but I think it'll be good for us to repeat this, which is in the additional information, if you are going to talk about, you know, your volunteer interests or things that you do, Try to be specific, right? Like just saying that you enjoy traveling and cooking is not going to help the interviewer get a better sense of who you are. And also don't, put in don't think that you have to have an additional information either like for the longest time when I just moved to Seattle and I was new to this job I didn't have time to volunteer and so I didn't have anything in an additional information I mean I think I put in like a a professional association I was associated with Mm -hmm. but I didn't want to put in something just for the sake of putting in something so really stay true to what's important to you and then try to be specific in what is that additional
0: information about you. Well, there you have it, folks. Thanks for listening once again. Take care. Thank you. Bye.